It's so good. It's so good. Amen. Now, I've got some food for thought tonight. Psalm 63, verse 1. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsts for thee. Psalm 63, 1. Some Christians have learned little of a daily devotional life. Some time ago, a policeman asked a, a, a well-known minister, what's, what's the secret of a victorious living? And said, the minister, he told him that there is no magic formula that can be pronounced. If any word could describe it, I would say surrender. The second word I would say would be devotion. Nothing can take the place of a daily devotional life with Christ. Your quiet time, your prayer time, the time you spend in the Word is absolutely essential for a happy Christian life. You cannot possibly be a happy, dynamic, and powerful Christian apart from a daily walk with Christ. Christ is calling Christians today to cleansing, to dedication, to consecration, and to full surrender. It will make the difference between success and failure in your spiritual life. It will make the difference between being helped and helping others. It will make a difference in your habits, in your prayer life, in your Bible reading, in your giving, in your testimony, and in, and in your church membership. Amen? God is good, isn't he? God is so good. He's faithful and true. Hallelujah. Thank God. Now tonight we, we're going uh, to go to the book of St. Luke or the Gospel of Luke, chapter 15. The Gospel of, of Luke, chapter 15. And we're going to uh, start, we're going to begin reading with verse 1. Yeah, Luke, chapter 15. And we're going to begin with verse 1. Hallelujah. God is good. He's faithful. So what we're going to do, let's read 15 verses 1 and 2. Let's, let's look at those two verses to start with. Amen. Want to read it for me? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord, for your word is forever settled in heaven. Thy word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Lord, just have your way tonight, Lord. Cleanse us through the washing of the water by the word. Lord, give us utterance to, to speak the truth, to speak truth and only truth, Lord. Just have your way, Lord. Help us to deny ourselves and, and to look to thee and to trust in thee fully. Meet every need this prayer tonight, Lord. Thank you for the victory, Master. In Jesus' name, for the glory of God, amen. Now, verse, verses 1 and 2. Then drew near unto him all the publicans and sinners for to hear him. And the Pharisees, you know that the Pharisees and scribes, a lot of them were, were messed up. 
they, they, they rejected the Lord. And they murmured, they murmured against uh, Jesus as he, they said he received sinners and eateth with them. But what did Jesus come for? Seeking to save the lost, didn't he? That's what he came for. And, and the first, a lot of those Pharisees were so religious. And, and when it came to the law, they added a lot to the law, which they couldn't keep. But they didn't, they, they hated Jesus because they felt like Jesus was going to take their place. But Jesus, and listen to what it says here. Let's look at verse 3. Verse 3. Stop. He spoke this parable. By them murmuring and complaining, Jesus spoke a parable. Now this parable is, is uh it's threefold. It's it many think it's it's three different parables, and but he said he spoke this parable, and, and some feel like it's just one three parts to one parable. But first of all, let's look, let's look at what is a parable. What is a parable? Well, let's find out first, why did Jesus speak parables to them? Let's look at Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. And, and we'll, we'll see why Jesus spoke parables to them. And we're going to go verses 10 through 16. Because Jesus, if you look at... If you read Matthew 13, Jesus spoke a lot of parables in this, in this chapter. And, and, and verse 10, listen to verse 10. Uh, at, read verse 10. Matthew chapter 13, begin at verse 10. Because he, he, he was speaking a parable, and what did the disciples say to him? We'll give a time to, let's give a little time to get that. Got it? All right, what, what, what happened here? And the disciples came and said unto him. The disciples came and said unto him. Why speakest thou unto them in parables? Why are you speaking to the people in parables? They asked him a question. And Jesus gave him an answer. What did he say? He answered and said unto them, Because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it is not given. It's given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. The ones that love God, and obey God, one of the Christians, he, 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 when Jesus speak, he, he, he opened their understanding. In other words, he, he speak a word, and the Spirit of God have opened our understanding to the Word of God. Isn't that right? We understand it. And so, so he spoke parables to... Exactly. But, but I'm going to give a, a definition of a parable in just a few minutes what a parable really is and why he spoke it this way. So all right, he said, unto you it is no, given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of, of heaven, but unto them it's not for them to know it. Why? Because they, 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 reje they rejected God, didn't they? See, in order to, to, uh, to be received, to, to get truth from God, you've got to believe God, don't you? You've got to believe him. You've got you to accept him. But if you reject, Jesus said, he that believeth on me as the scripture that said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. You've got to believe. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not what? Shall be damned. So we've got to believe what God said. God's word is true. 
Amen. All right, read. To whosoever have, to him shall be given, all right? And he shall have more abundance. And he's going to have more abundance, all right? But whosoever have not, whosoever have not, from him shall be taken away even that which he has. You hear that? Even, it's going to be taken away even that he have, to him that have not. All right, read. Therefore speak I to them in parables. The, that's reading I'm speaking to them in parables, all right? Because they see and see not. Seeing? They don't see. In other words, they, in other words, they don't understand. Seeing means to understand here. Seeing that they, they don't understand. All right. And hearing they hear not. And hearing they don't hear. Why? Because the ears. The devil, the, the devil deceive people. Isn't that right? The Bible says, "If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world." has blinded the minds of them which believe it not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ should shine unto them. It takes the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ to enlighten people to truth. Isn't that right? All right, read. Neither do they understand. They don't understand. They don't see. They don't, they don't understand. All right. And in them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. Now, see, Isaiah talked about this. Isaiah was a prophet of God, wasn't he? He was a man that loved God. He was a man that prophesied. He, 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 he prophesied about 700 and some years about the birth of Jesus Christ. Isn't that right? Unto us a child, he said, listen to what he said, Isaiah 9, 6. Unto us a child is born. Is born. Unto us a child is given. Why could he say is? And it was 700 and some years. It's because when God said a thing, it's just as though it's already done. Isn't that right? He, he calls the things that are not as though they are. Isn't that right? A child is born, a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. Isn't that right? Name shall be called what? Wonderful. Counselor. The mighty God. The everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace. And of the increase of his government in peace, there shall be no end upon the throne of David. To order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice. Isn't that right? Amen. Isaiah was a prophet of God. He spoke the word of God. He spoke truth. Hallelujah. Thank God for and and you know what? As, as our pastor talked about this morning, uh, Jesus ascended on high and led captivity to captive, and he gave gifts unto men. Isn't that right? Some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. But now, you know, if, if you're an apostle, you're not going to be running around and say you're an apostle. No, not really, are you? If you're an apostle, just do the works. Do the works. And, and that'll prove what you are worthy. Hallelujah. You don't have to get, get a bunch of cards printed up and say, I'm an apostle. I'm a prophet. Like I, I had some young men. I told you all before, I had a couple of young men. Uh, I, I had the tent set up, and I was preaching the gospel. A couple of young men came in, and one said, I'm an apostle. Other ones, I'm a prophet, and they had their cards printed up. My, my, my. You don't have to do it that way. Is that right? You don't have to do it that way. Humble yourself at the mighty hand of God, and he'll exalt you in due time. It takes following the Lord closely in order to please him. Now, we're living in the end time. The Lord is coming soon. 
What's he coming after? A church without spot or wrinkle in it starts thinking that right. The Bible tells us what? Gird up the lawn to remind him be sober and hope to the end for the grace that shall be brought unto you what? At the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Lord's calling for his people to stand firm on the word of God. God is calling for his people to live holy and pure and righteous and just every day. Isn't that right? Seven days a week. Three hundred. Yeah, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And leap year, 366 days. Isn't that right? Every day. There's no excuse. Hallelujah. God is faithful. And he's calling for his people to be holy and pure and righteous and just. Isn't that right? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. What does it say? Read a little bit more. Go to verse 16. See what Jesus said? Blessed are your eyes, for they see. Your ears, for they hear. Your ears, for they hear. That's 16. Amen. So, why did he speak parables unto them? All right. I got a definition of a parable here. A parable. And, and, and why he spoke parables to them. Listen to this. Jesus used parables, listen to this now, to obscure the truth from unbelievers. Obscure means, in other words, to hide it. Isn't that right? Conceal it. He used parables to, to, to say hide the truth from unbelievers while making it clear to his disciples, to the ones that had an open heart, ones that loved God, ones that received the word of God. Jesus, listen to this now, Jesus veiling the truth from the unbelievers Listen at this now. This way was both an act of judgment because it kept them in darkness that they loved. John 3.19. It kept them in darkness that they loved. John 3.19. Gospel of John 3.19. Read that verse, yeah. So Jesus said, hallelujah. What did Jesus say? This is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. Jesus is the light, isn't he? Right. He brought the light into the world. This is the condemnation that light is coming to the world. And what? And men love darkness, and, and men love darkness rather than light. Isn't that right? Men love darkness today. People that don't love God love darkness. And, and, they, and they walk in darkness. They walk, they walk in sin. But God's faithful. Men love darkness rather than light because they deeds were evil. Got something they want to do that's not of God, that's not right. Amen. So, so he, he hid the truth from the unbelievers, but while he revealed it to his, his own people, to, to the ones that, that loved him. All right? So it's both an act of judgment, listen at this now, and an act of mercy. It was judgment because it kept them in darkness that they loved. Listen at this. But it was mercy because they had already rejected the light. So any exposure to more truth would only increase their condemnation. Can we understand that? Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's in why he spoke to them in parables. Now, he spoke three parables here. 
All right, let, let's read verses uh, 3 through 7. Yeah, Luke 15. Thank you, brother. Go back to Luke 15, verses 3 through 7. Mm-hmm. What man of you having a hundred sheep, if you lose one of them, does not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he finds it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when he had found it, he laid it on his shoulders, rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, Rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep which was lost. Mm-hmm. All right, so he spake this parable unto them, saying, What man of you having a hundred sheep, you know, if, if you lose one, that he not go, he leave the ninety and nine and go out and search for the one until he find it. All right? The shepherd didn't say, he didn't, he, hallelujah, until he find it. And when he find it, he put, put on his shoulder rejoicing. All right, now. Now keep this in mind that, hallelujah, all right. The, the first part of our parable, listen to this, y'all, is a perfect picture of God, our shepherd, the Lord Jesus Christ, who giveth his life for the sheep, John 10, 11, all right? You will notice that the sheep, listen, the sheep left the fold on its own accord. He just, and sheep, sheep are not too smart. Natural sheep, I mean, I know they're not too smart. <laughs> they're really not. Amen. And, and uh, God's people, God styled his people as sheep, didn't he? Yes, he did. And, and without God, none of us can do nothing, and, and we just out of the way without God. And remember, uh, this morning, the scripture came forth about standing in the way and seeing, ask for the old pal. Isn't that right? Ask for the old pal. Where is the good way and walk thy in? That there, there is a, a way. Listen to this now. There is a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. But it's one true way, one true. What did Jesus say? Enter in at the straight gate. It's two ways. It's two ways. Enter in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth unto destruction. And what did he say? Many there be which go in there. Many, many, many there be which go in there. That's the gate that one, uh, yeah, yeah. One going destruction, many going to go in. Yeah. Because straight is the gate. And narrow is the way which leads unto life, and few that be that find it. That's what Jesus said, isn't that right? Why? Why is it that way? It's because the devil has blinded the minds of them which believe not. See, anytime the word of God is preached, and, and there's someone unsaved, well, the devil's going to try to keep them from coming to the Lord. Isn't that right? You better believe he will. You know, Jesus spoke that parable, you know, about... about uh, uh, when a soil went forth to sow, how some fell you know, on four different grounds. Isn't that right? You see, and he said, one, if some fell on, how, the first one was, he, he, one fell on st- 
stony ground by, by the wayside. The first one is that. He preached the word. He, he preached it and some fell by the wayside. Those are the ones that heard the word of God and they believed it. But Satan comes at Matthew chapter 13. I think that's where you find it at. All right. Read that. Let, let's, let's look at these. Uh, in other words, when the word of God is preached, it's fallen one of four places. All right. A soul went forth to sow. In other words, the minister go out and preach the word of God. Isn't that right? Read. When he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Isn't that right? All right, go ahead. Some fell upon stony places. Some fell upon stony places. Where they had not much earth. They didn't have much earth. And forever they, they sprung up. No depthness of earth. You've got to have some depthness of earth in order to, to grow. Isn't that right? Moisture and, and uh, sunshine, all right? And when the sun was up, they were scorched. When the sun was up, they were scorched because they didn't, they didn't go deep enough in the ground, all right? Because they had no root, they would have Because they had no root, they would have all right, read. Some fell among thorns. Some fell among thorns. That's when the word of God preached. Some fell among thorns, and what happened? The thorns thorn sprung up and choked them. See, so when the word of God is preached, the, the adversary, the devil don't want nobody to be saved. No, he don't. Satan don't want nobody to be saved. He knows his doom is sealed. And he's trying his best to get everybody he can to follow him. And he's walking in, he, 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 he's in darkness. Isn't that right? Better believe it, read. But, the other, but others fell on good ground. Others fell on good ground. Brought forth fruit. Amen. Amen. So that, that's, that's what happened when the word of God is preached. So saints of God, let's continue to pray for the unsaved. Let's pray for our loved ones. And let's pray for the unsaved that God would help them. Our loved ones, we know we want them saved. So let's continue to pray for them. Pray that God would open their eyes, bring them to the truth, bring them to the light. See, just like these Pharisees and Sadducees, they didn't want light. It's, it's sad, you know, when that people don't want the light. It's got to be the devil that's got them deceived. Isn't that right? It's got to be Satan that's got them deceived. Amen. But God's faithful. God is faithful. That's why we have to continue to pray and seek God and trust God and obey God and believe God and speak the truth, speak the word of God. Amen. We know the Lord is faithful and he's true and he's just. And he's holy and he's pure and he's righteous. And he's calling for his people to follow him. Isn't that right? Jesus said, he that follows me shall not walk in darkness. But shall have the light of life. Isn't that right? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the only way. Only only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. But we got a lot of people teaching all kind of damned of a doctrines. People are deceived. Amen. But God's faithful. So let's continue to believe God and obey God. And, and you know, we now, now they talk talking about war with North Korea and all that stuff. Let's continue to pray. God's people don't have to be afraid, do we? We don't have to 
get all scared and panic. What we need to do is continue to pray that God's will will be done, God, that God would have his way, but God would grant wisdom and knowledge and understanding. Amen? And, and, and our leaders. That's why the Bible tells us to pray for kings and those in authority. Isn't that right? That we live a quiet and peaceable life. Amen? And, and because God is good. God's going to take care of his own. Isn't that right? He, he really is. So, but let's continue to pray about the situation Leave it in the hands of God, and it's in good hands, and he's going to take care of it. Isn't that right? So don't, don't be worried. Don't worry about the situation, but pray about it. Pray and trust God. Amen. And God's going to take care of it for his people. Amen. All right. Back to Luke. Yeah, back to Luke. Now, 15, yes, ma'am. This sheep, he left the fold on his own accord. The shepherd didn't drive it away. Certainly not. This true it's true of the sin of the Lord Jesus Christ invites and receives sinners. It? Yes, he does. He he receives sinners. Amen. Let let's look at uh Matthew chapter nine. And it's talking about publicans and sinners. A publican is a tax collector. So, so let, let's look at a tax collector here that, 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 <laughs> that got saved. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's what Jesus came to do. And the Pharisees and, and, and scribes, they were all bent out of shape because he went, Jesus went to enlighten the people. And he was enlightening the people. And they got bent out of shape. But that didn't hinder Jesus from doing the will of the Father. All right. Matthew chapter 9, verse 9. Let's look at this. We're talking about tax collectors or publicans. Publicans and tax collectors, one and the same. All right. Read it. And as Jesus passed forth from them, uh-huh. he saw a man named Matthew. He saw a man named Matthew. Sitting at the receipt of custom. Sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said, he's unto them. Uh-huh. Follow me. He arose and followed him. Now, uh, now Matthew was—he he was a Jew, and he and he collected taxes. He was cheating his own people, and they, they hated. They didn't like him at all. Amen. They didn't like Matthew because he was—he was—was a thief. Until he met Jesus, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Read, read, brother. It makes a difference. Yeah. <laughs> We got a brother named Matthew going. <laughs> yeah, we like it. All right. What, what does it say, my brother? And it came to pass that Jesus sat at meat in the house. And see, Jesus went to, to Matthew's house and sat down to eat with him, all right? Behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. Amen. And see, hallelujah. That's what he came for. He was, he was doing his job. The publicans and, 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 uh, and the Pharisees and the scribes, they hated this because they, they were sinners. But they, 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 were, they, supposed, they knew the law now. They, they knew the law. But we, how many of y'all know we're not under the law now? We're not, are we under the law now? No, we're under grace. Jesus was the only one that walked this earth that kept the law, really kept it to perfection. 
but we couldn't do it. Galatians talks about it. The, the Apostle Paul, he, he had to, he had to, get, he had to uh, withstand Peter for Peter would get, he would get with the, Jew, with the Gentiles and all, you know, and eat with them and all that. And when Jews come around, Peter would separate himself from them. And when Paul come up and saw, he, he, he whispered Peter to the face, say, you're the blame for this. You know, and Peter didn't, Peter accepted truth, isn't that right? He didn't fall out with Paul for telling the truth. Amen. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. We need to be free tonight. And we can only be free if we know the truth and obey it. We've got to obey it, isn't that right? Just to know it and not obey it, that don't mean nothing, does it? It doesn't mean a thing. Like pouring water on a duck's back. You ever try to pour water on a duck's back? <laughs> it runs right off, won't it? Hallelujah. God is so good. He's so good. All right, what happened here? Uh huh. Why eat your master with publicans and sinners? All right. When Jesus heard that, what did Jesus say? He said unto them, Stop. They that behold need not a physician. In other words, if you if you are well, you don't need a doctor. Isn't that right? They that behold need not a physician. All right. But they that are sick, when you're sick, you need a doctor. And, the, and these Pharisees and God were sick. And these sinners, and, and oh, they were sick. They needed Jesus. They needed salvation. And Jesus came to bring salvation. And many of, them, many of them received salvation because they believed Jesus and accepted him and obeyed him. It haven't changed. It haven't changed. Lord, is coming soon. And saints of God... We need to be stirred up for the Lord every day. We need to pray every day. We need to get in the Word of God every day, don't we? We, we, we need, we need a, a, a quiet time every day. Now, of course, some people work and have to go, 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 but we, we, we can pray as we go. Isn't that right? Yeah. I worked on a job and I prayed. So God gave me an easy job when I, before I retired. Uh, the first time, I've tried two different times. But he gave me an easy job at, at uh, Burdines. It was Moss Brothers when I first started there. And I had it sort of hard, but then I, I transferred in, into uh, security, the security department. And I had a boss that was, he, he, didn't, he didn't like me. He said he was a captain. He didn't like me because he came to me and, and told me before he, they hired me, in that department, say now, I understand you read your Bible. I said, Yes, I do. So you can't read. So you can't read Bible on the break here. On the break, you can't read your Bible. What he said. I didn't argue with him. You know. See, sometimes if you just keep your mouth shut and pray, got to work things out. Sometimes you have to speak up. You know. But I didn't say. I didn't say nothing to him. But God bless me. Uh, I started out, you know, I used to have to roll and do all that. Then, then I, I got where I got to uh, start working at one of the gates, the West Gate. And, and I had my radio playing the Gospels and and uh, read my Bible all I wanted to. And he would come through there at times, you know, 
And uh, he didn't have anything to say about it because I, I, I did my job. And one time they put me on at the East Gate where there was a man there. That, oh, he was a, a swinger, this fellow. And he had this loud music, oh, not the right kind of music. And, uh, but then they put me at this East Gate. So I, had <laughs> I turned the Gospels on. The boss came in there and sat down and read his paper. Didn't say nothing. Got through his paper, walked out. See, God is good. Amen. Isn't that right? The devil had to keep his mouth shut. But some people got some help out there. God helped, God blessed me and used me to help some people out there uh, at Burdine. And when I retired, God blessed me through some of the people out there. Amen. Because God is faithful. God is faithful. All right. Now, the shepherd. This is a... Hallelujah. The Lord Jesus Christ invites and receive sinners. He does not drive them away. Does he? No, he does not. He does not drive them away. Uh, he himself expressed it. <clears throat> Him that cometh to God, he that comes to God, he will know why cast off. The shepherd knew that one of the sheep was missing, lost in the mountains among deep ravines and, and barren hills with danger all around wolves and, they, oh, and so forth seeking its life alright and what did the shepherd do he left the remainder of the flock 99 that had, no, had not gone astray he left the warmth and safety of the sheepfold and, and set out alone to search for the one lost sheep he wasted no time complaining he didn't complain you know well he shouldn't have done it he knew better than this you know fussing and no he didn't do that when done no good. When done no good. But he went out and searched for the sheep until he found him. Amen? And when he found him, what did he do? Laid him on his shoulder. Picked him up. Laid him on his shoulder. And, t- and, and went back to the fold. Right? Yes, he did. And, and took him back to the fold. And, and when he took him back to the fold, he called his friend. Listen at this now. He called his friends together and said, Rejoice with me, for I found my sheep which was lost. Amen? Now in Palestine, in Palestine, the historical Palestine and, and the customs that, of that country would, would understand that a lost sheep was of much concern to the oriental shepherd of the days when Jesus walked on earth. And it was, and of course, some people just raise them for sports now, you know, in, in the east, in the east and all. All right. Now, it was a matter of personal pride and responsibility for the shepherds back there. So, that, so they, they, they didn't want to lose not even one sheep. He protected them from wolves, from dangers that threatened, and if needs be, even gave his life. Amen. They were dedicated. Dedicated. This is all explained in John chapter 10. When you can get home, maybe you want to read John chapter 10. He gave his, and Jesus talked about the good shepherd. The good shepherd 
give his life for his sheep. Isn't that right? And Jesus, Jesus is a good shepherd. Did he give his life for us? On the cross, didn't he? He died. He died a death that, that no other man could die. The Bible says his visage was marred more than any man. They're talking about his face. They beat him. They beat Jesus. Now, now you know this? What happened? They said they, they played a game called hot hand. And said they, and they would get around they got around Jesus and, and they would all of all the men would show Jesus his, his fist. Then then he would they would blindfold you. They blindfold him. And all those men hit him but one. And he, and he they asked Jesus, Who who smote you? Who who hit you? You know, Jesus didn't answer, you know, all that. Oh, he knew, but he didn't answer that, you know. That they were having fun, they thought. It was the devil. And all that, not one bone was broken. How many of y'all know that? Not, not one bone was broken. God took care of him. Amen? Not a bone was broken. But his visage, his face was marred more than any man. They beat him to a pulp. But thank God. And then they hung him on that cross. He, he died. He died. They crucified him. For what? Why did, why did he die? That we might live. He died to save sinners. And he's still saving sinners. Jesus ascended back to heaven and sat on the right hand of the Father. And he does what? Make it intercessions for us. Isn't that right? He, he, he make intercessions for us. Praying for us. Why? Because he loves us. Saints of God. Jesus is faithful. He's our, he's our king. He's our Lord. He's our master. He's our savior. He's our God. Amen. So, the good shepherd. So, this parable is in three parts. We, now, we're going to stop with that one tonight, but it, it, was, it was the uh, the lost sheep, the lost corn, and the lost son. Amen. But, but what we want to realize is, uh, listen at this now. Listen at this. Hallelujah. Likewise, listen, joy shall be in heaven. This is what we want to look at here now. Isn't that right? Joy shall be in heaven. Joy shall be in heaven, right? Over one sinner that repenteth more than over ninety and nine that persons that need no repentance. Isn't that right? Thank God. Thank God. The angels of heaven, God, God himself and the angels of heaven rejoice. When a sinner gets saved, that's why Satan fights so hard. Hallelujah. Saints of God, let's realize, and I say this a lot, this is not our home. Is it? The Bible says our citizenship is where? In heaven. So where your citizenship, where your citizenship is, that's your home, right? Thank God. So let's live right every day. We don't know when the Lord comes going to take us out of here, do we? We do not know. Thank God. Thank God. Huh? We don't know. So let's make sure we live right every day. So when he takes us, Pastor Paul said, for me to live is Christ and what? To die is gain. Thank God. When, we, when, we, when God takes us out of here, he's going to take us home. Praise God. Yeah, he said he'd be quickly, right? And his reward is with him. Isn't that right? 
Thank God. Hallelujah. And we're going to get a reward. Isn't that right? But the main thing is, don't know the day nor the hour, the Son of Man coming. But he said, be ready. Be ready. And if we're ready, thank God, we can rejoice. Isn't that right? We can, he tells us to rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. When we're persecuted, isn't that right? James said, my brother, what? Count it all joy when you fall into divers temptation. In other words, when, when you're tempted and tried and tested, count it joy. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith does what? Work with patience, that's right. But let patience have a perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. Isn't that right? That's what the Word of God says. The Word of God is, hallelujah, it's pure. Every Word of God is pure. Uh, Proverbs 30, verses 5 and 6. What does it say about God's Word? Hallelujah. Saints of God. God is good. Proverbs 30, verses 5 and 6. What does it say? Every word of God is pure. You talking about pure, 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 pure. The word of God is pure. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. Listen to what it say now. Add thou not unto His word. And you'll be found a liar. Isn't that right? Amen. So the word of God, we can stand on it. Isn't that right? Jesus. Word. He spoke the word. And the word of God said, the word of God is quick, powerful. Get that verse from Hebrew. But the word of God is quick, powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. What, what does it say about that? Read that. The word of God is quick. It means it's living. It's alive. The word of God is alive. Isn't that right? Thank God. The word of God is quick. It's alive. Powerful. All right. Sharper than any two-edged sword. Of soul. Stop. Pierce it even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. All right. Stop. And of the joints and marrow. Tell me, this is the word of God. Get right down to the nitty-gritty. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Hallelujah. Read that again. <laughs> no, just tell the boy right here. Divide the son of soul and spirit. And of the joint in my mind. You can't get no. You can't. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean that's, that's, that's precision. Isn't that right? Soul and spirit. Joint and Myra. My God, what else? <laughs> Intense of the heart. It's a zerner of our thoughts and intents of our heart. Thank God. God's word. God's word is forever settled in heaven. He spoke. He spoke, didn't he? Let there be light and there was light. He spoke his word. His word, thank God, is powerful. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the Word was what made flesh. That was Jesus Christ, and dwelt among us. And we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, 
full of grace and truth. Thank God. And our pastor talked about grace this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Pastor Ben, I always preach a powerful message. I thank God for our pastor. I really do. He, hallelujah, he preached, he preached, always preached the true gospel. Thank God for him. Amen. Because so many have gone off track. Isn't that right? Today and time. Many have gone off track. Amen. But the word of God said this would happen. That in, in, in the last days, peerless time shall become. Peerless time shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own self. What? Covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. And having a, a form of godliness now. Amen. Denying the power from such, turn away, turn away from that. God wants us to stay in the straight and narrow. He's calling us to, to higher heights and deeper depths. Saints of God, let, let's be stirred up tonight and fired up and, and ready to go up with the Lord because he's coming soon. All right, I got just a little, little bit more to read here. Thank God for his, his great deliverance, his great hand of mercy and compassion. Thank God. Let's look at um, let's look at uh, Psalms forty three, verses two and three, all the way down to five. Psalms forty three, verses two, three, four, and five. Thank God, isn't God good? Isn't God good? For thou the God of my strength. You're my strength, God. Mm -hmm. Why dost thou cast me off? Why does thou cast me off? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? Why go I mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? All right. O send out thy light. O send out thy light and thy truth. Let them lead me. Let them lead me. The light and the truth will lead me. Thank God. That's what we need, don't we? Read. Let them bring me unto thy holy hill and to thy tabernacle. Then will I go unto the altar of God. Then will I go unto the altar of God. Unto God my exceeding joy. Unto God my exceeding joy. Yea, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, my God. Oh, yes, upon the harp will I praise thee, O God, to my God. Why art thou cast down on my soul? Why art thou cast down on my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Listen to this now. Hope in God. For I shall yet praise him. Who is the health of my countenance and my God. And, and the word of God say, uh, I, this God will, will uh, he, he's our God forever and ever, it says. And he will guide us even unto death. Amen? Isn't that something? Isn't that something? We tell by the God that Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Do How many of y'all believe that? How many of y'all believe what Jesus said? I will never leave you nor forsake you. Yeah. That means that he, mean he right, he with us all the time. All the time. His presence is right there with us all the time. So really we don't, we shouldn't, he don't want us to fear. He don't want us to fear. Sometimes we do, but he don't want us to. Let's keep our eyes and our minds on the Lord. Amen. Amen. 
Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. I still got one more. Hold on a minute. Just a minute. God, I thank you tonight. Psalm 63, verse 3, 4, and 5. Verses 3, 4, and 5. Isn't God good? Got it? What does it say? Because thy loving kindness is better than life. My lips shall praise thee. Listen at this now. My lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied my soul. with marrow and fatness. Hallelujah. My soul shall be satisfied with marrow and fatness. My, 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 my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. Isn't that something? Amen. This is what God is calling us to do. God, God, God don't want us to act like no sad sacks, does he? But thank God, we, he wants us to be joyful. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So we need to really praise him with all that's in us each day. So when we leave this place tonight, let's be prayerful. And let's be thankful. Let's magnify the name of the Lord. For he's worthy to be praised. He's faithful and just and holy and pure. May God bless you tonight. In Jesus' name. Glad to have you all tonight.